If you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the Get in Touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com. And the Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, available either on our website, KT's Money Matters, or on Amazon. Or of course, you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey there, and welcome back. This is KT from KT's Money Matters, coming to you with your tips and quips and ideas about making money, growing money, spending money, investing money, saving money. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about spending money. You know, right now, is uh, as I record this show, it's coming into winter vacation week. So the kids are out of school this week, and then next week, the other kids are out of school, and then they all go back, and then the college kids go on spring break and then they come home and then the families have April vacation. Lots of vacation. I don't know how they get that much vacation. I never got that much vacation, but then there becomes family summertime trips. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about the biggest, hottest trend in travel, which is home rentals instead of hotels, especially for families And given that the fact that right now, if you're not planning your summertime vacation, you're not going to get a great house, I thought we'd do this today. We'll talk about that, how to avoid the pitfalls of renting the wrong home. And I'll share a little story with you about how bad bad can be if you pick the wrong house. That and more after the break. Hey, Money Matters community, KT here. I could use a little help. And I'm hoping that maybe you, my regular listener, would be willing to give me a little bit of feedback. I've been running the show now for more than 110 episodes. I'm trying to figure out how best to grow my audience and keep it fresh and interesting for those that are tapped into the Money Matter community. How can you get this feedback to me? Well, there are a number of ways. First, you could go to ktsmoneymatters.com and you could complete a questionnaire This would be great if you are interested in sharing talk ideas or shows that you'd be interested in learning more about in the future. Or you could rate and review my show wherever you listen to your podcasts. But most importantly, if you happen to listen to your podcasts on Apple, taking just a minute to rate and review my show really helps boost my listenership. I appreciate the fact that you listen to my show on a regular basis and that this is an ask that I have for you to help me. Hopefully you'll take a few minutes, rate and review my show and give me some feedback. And remember, you can always send me an email right off of the KT's Money Matters website. I appreciate your feedback. And now back to the show. Hey, thanks for hanging on with me through the break. I've been thinking about this podcast for about a week. I was thinking about it while I was in a house that I had rented through VRBO, which is a rental site. I'll talk a little bit about the different sites and what they might do and the And this house looked beautiful. In fact, on the site, there was a picture of the lovely little pool and the nice little gated backyard. And it could bring my dog, which, you know, if you guys know me, I seldom like to travel without Spicy Girl. So my husband and I and Spicy Girl were supposed to be there for two weeks. Well, we're there for like a day and a big jumbo jet goes right over the house. Turns out 
I am about a mile right in the glide path of the Palm Beach International Airport. Now, some of you are going, Palm Beach International Airport, how big can that airport be? Let me just say, big enough for a jumbo jet to go right over the glide path of our house about every eight minutes. In fact, it was so loud that when a plane went over, you could see what plane it was by the underbelly of the plane. I got to tell you, I didn't even know this existed, but I happened to be there when the Air Force One was in West Palm Beach. And so I saw Air, Air Force One fly over the house really low. Mostly what I saw were lots of Delta planes because they have Delta written right on the underbelly of the aircraft. Now, usually the plane's too far away for you to see that, but that'll tell you just how close we were. Too close for comfort. Now, the thing about this house is it was called Luxury Escapes. Hmm. And the house was really nice. Cozy inside, plenty of room, nice accommodations. However, that 747 every eight or 10 minutes all day, starting at 6 a.m. till about nine o'clock at night, not that pleasant, just saying. We were supposed to be there for two weeks. It took a long time to get our money back for any part of our trip and to find another place and move on. Now, I travel a lot and rent houses because we have Spicy Girl and we like to spread out. And the idea of my husband and I and the dog living out of a hotel room without a refrigerator seems impossible to imagine. It's just so against my lifestyle, which is, you know, healthy food, a refrigerator, bedrooms, room to spread out and relax, a private area where we can hang out with the dog. So renting houses was something I was doing long before these sites became so popular. So I think about myself as a seasoned home rental traveler. However, this story didn't end so well. The homeowner just ghosted away. It's actually so common that there's a name for it when the homeowner doesn't call you back. It's called ghosting. Apparently they use the same thing on like Tinder. And if you're trying dating apps, ghosting is when somebody you're talking to online just disappears. But I didn't really think that people that were renting a home to you could do that. But guess what? They kind of can. And it's a real pain because when I'm staying at the Marriott, I just call the 800 number and you know what? They fix it. So one of the downsides of renting a home is you want to be careful about who you rent the home from. And we'll talk a little bit about the different companies. Now, still with that saying, as I'm recording this podcast, I am recording it from a home that I rented on the internet. So it's not like I'm against this. It's just like everything else. You got to know what you need to know. And you have to know what you can do to take action if your luxury escape paradise isn't what you thought it was going to be. So before you get too far into this, let's talk about why renting a house. And I played on this a little bit earlier when I said, I want a house with a kitchen, especially if you've got a family, it can be really a hassle. And by the way, incredibly expensive to have to continually eat at the hotel. So you can do one of those hotels that has the free breakfast, but I got to tell you, after two or three days of the fake eggs, you're probably not that interested in that. I'm kind of a foodie. And of course, you know, being somebody who does triathlon in their spare time, I got to have the fruits, the vegetables. I got to have water. I got to have a place to put my training snacks. I got to have a place to put my bike. Yes, I brought my bicycle to Florida, needless to say, riding it all over the place, having a blast. I got to have 
My husband's going to have the stuff that keeps him interested and books that he's reading and things that he's looking at, researching. And my dog's got to have her little toys and I got to have food for her. It's a lot of stuff to lug around. And we're going to be gone for a while. In fact, we are testing out the Snowbird semi-retirement lifestyle option, which is where I'm working, not as much as I used to work and not in New England in the winter, where by the way, it's like five degrees today. I'm not in any hurry to go back to that. In fact, I went out running this morning in shorts and a singlet. It was divine. And I'm not rushing back, not for March either. I'll go back in April when spring is kind of coming soon, but enough of me for now. So I rent a house when I want more than one or two beds maximum. I rent a house if I want a kitchen and a private area to relax. I personally rent a house with a pool. That is my husband's single favorite thing to have. I rent a house when I'm going to be there more than a couple of days because I can do really well on the trade-off between a house and a hotel if I'm staying for a week or sometimes longer. There are three major competitors in the rent-a-house space. There is Airbnb, by far the largest. Then there's VRBO. And then last, there's home away. Now, you may think about them as competitors. However, home away, which is owned by Expedia, recently purchased VRBO. So they're not really competitors. They're really the same company. However, they have a very different slant on the market. And here's what I found out. A very different slant on how they treat renters when you rent a home that is not quite what it was that it was marketed as being. Some of my friends that rent homes tell me that Airbnb sometimes is too quick to give the money back to the renter. Now, tell you what, as a renter, I actually love that because I got to tell you, it took me a week and at least six very, very long with waiting phone calls to get the owner of the property to release me out of the second week of this very bad, loud rental. I have been out of the rental for two days and I have a commitment from the RBO and from the owner that they're going to reimburse me. That money has yet to hit my American Express card. I do expect it'll happen because I have all that documentation in writing from both of them and my sister's a lawyer. So if I had to sue, I would, but I don't want to. I want to just get my money back and move on. And so that's what we did. Now, if I had been at Airbnb, frankly, what they're known for is they're actually known for making it easier for the renter if you rent a home that wasn't what it was supposed to be to get your money back. My property owner friends, they don't really like that about Airbnb because sometimes they feel like that's not fair, that they gave the money back. In fact, my sister-in-law tells this great story about how her friend rents a remote cabin in the woods and it basically says cabin nature retreat or something like that. Well, anyway, somebody got all their money back because they saw a fox go by and she said she didn't feel safe there. If you Google them, you'll see all of these notes where people say Airbnb gave money back from owners that are not too happy about this. But this actually makes me think, because we're talking to renters today, if I were renting today and looking for a home right now, I might look on Airbnb, say versus VRBO, because they're a little bit more on the renter consumer protection. They also offer something called price protection. I guess they call theirs the price match. But if you see it on another site, your home that you're renting at that price, 
Because by the way, you should know, many homeowners are not exclusive. They might be renting in several places, putting it out there to rent with several different kinds of companies to see who buys it. So let's say you rent it from Airbnb and you find it later on, say, HomeAway for less money. Airbnb will give you the lower price. It's called price batch. Nothing like this will happen for you on VRBO. And that's okay. Airbnb does a lot of single room rentals too, or partial home sharing rentals. Now, some of you, like my husband, wants his own space. He's just not, that is not what he wants. Other people, especially single travelers who are going to a place where they've never been before, they maybe want to get in touch with the locals, learn a little bit more about the community. They tell me they love Airbnb single room rentals so that they have somebody who knows the community and can get them, you know, hooked up to the real experience. So it's really, are you looking for a whole home? VRBO is actually the only one that specializes in only complete homes. However, I'm not telling you that any of these are necessarily bad, but I want you to know they're all kind of like dating apps. They've got like an edge. They do a variety of different things, but frankly, you're not renting them, you're renting the house. So let's talk about what you could do to make yourself rent a better home. Well, the first thing is I've got a few tips about this. My first and favorite tip is to make sure that you use extensive use of the filters. So there are a lot of good filters in there. You can filter by neighborhood. You can filter by number of bedrooms on a minimum, number of bathrooms on a minimum. Is it pet friendly? Does it have a pool? You can do all of those kinds of filters to kind of see where it is. Once you look at the house, you can actually click right on the Google map and see where it is. Now that's limited because you're seeing a very narrow view, but then you take that address and you go to the real Google Maps and you plug it in there and then you expand out. This was the mistake I made. I think you expand out 10 miles in every direction and you look for, oh, I don't know, an international airport maybe, a train track. Oh yeah, we also had a train that ran on the street every night. Crazy. The other thing you could do is you could Google crime reports. Yep. Let's make sure you don't end up in a sketchy neighborhood because you thought the price was good. You want to check things like what all the miscellaneous fees are. Is there a cleaning fee? How much is the pet fee? I've seen the pet fee go from $150 to $1,500 for a month. So you want to just look at that, make sure you understand what they are. And by the way, never pay $1,500 for a pet fee. It's not like they're going to clean up after the dog every day or you're going to trash the place. You really want to know is, are these fees reasonable? There's always going to be some kind of a cleaning fee, you know, 150, a couple of hundred bucks. I have seen them as high as $350. Again, I don't think I'd pay the $350 because you know what? I don't think they're paying the $350. I'm going to want to read every review. This was the trick about this home I just rented. The reviews were like amazing, except that nobody had stayed there any long period of time. Down seven or eight reviews into the thing. And by the way, after I had booked it last year, but before I got there this year, somebody wrote a review and complained about the airport, but I missed it. The seven or eight top reviews were these flourishing reviews, which I got to tell you, I think might be his relatives. Now, VRBO tells me that they can't do that, that the only people who can write reviews are the people who paid to stay there. But these reviews were so great that you'd think it is so great. When you get ghosted by an owner, 
You can't tell me that everybody else thought those reviews were amazing. The other thing you want to look at is you want to go right out there on Google and Google it. Get off their site and go look for it. Type in the address and see who might have thrown a complaint out there away from the prying eyes of the rental sites. The other thing you want to go in knowing is that booking homes is their gig. Customer service, meh, not so much. Every call started with the exact same information where you had to wait until the first person figured out they couldn't help you to route you to the customer care department where you already had a case number four. And then maybe you'd get through to them. They would say, is this a good number to reach you when we call you back? And you'd say, yes, except that if you got disconnected, they never called you back. Needless to say, I won't be bragging about what a great review that I have for them or for BRBO. Now, I haven't done a lot of business with Airbnb, but I'll tell you what, they could be next. I always thought about Airbnb as just single homes, you know, single rooms and homes and being a whole home renter. The reality is they do both and they have the most properties in the world. So avoid the idea of the title and the name. Make sure that you take time to read all of the reviews. Make sure that you take time to do Google Maps and avoid instant booking. Instant booking is a service that VRBO puts on the site to lock you right away. I would avoid that. I would message the owner, which you can do. He can't reach out to you directly, but he can use the messaging service through VRBO and see how responsive they are. I don't even care what you ask them, anything. What you want to know is, do they respond back quickly? Before your money is already committed from somebody that you actually can't even reach, it would be great to know up front that they were hard to get in touch with. Oftentimes, if you ask the owner, does the owner live locally? They can tell you if they're in the area or not. I'm not sure that that always matters. But if you need to reach an owner, you have to actually, you know, be able to reach them. One of the things that's driven me to do more home rentals is the fact that resorts and hotels, and I'll use the word resort lightly, have been adding fees on top of fees. They have that nightly room rate, and then they add all of these other fees on top of it. So by the time you check out, you're paying substantially more for that room than you thought you were. So you're at a resort. Then you pay a resort fee. Well, for crying out loud, you're renting a room at the resort. Shouldn't that allow you to get the resort fee? Often the resort fee is 10 to 20% the cost of the room in addition. So as resorts have been kind of adding these fees because they've all been committing on the internet, you know, competing with this idea of the lowest rate per night, you know, on TripAdvisor, Bottom line is what you pay for and what you think you're booking and what you pay for when you get there often can be hundreds of dollars of difference. And what I liked about booking a house was knowing that I was all in at a certain price. Being a financial advisor, I like that kind of closure. Now, I'm going to go back to TripAdvisor. I use TripAdvisor quite a bit to review, you know, figure out what restaurants I'm going to eat in, what's good in the area, who has the best ice cream. I really do love ice cream. I don't need a lot of it anymore, but I'll tell you what, when I want it, I want it and I want the best. So when I'm in a little area, I'll go in and say, who has the best ice cream? And TripAdvisor will give you four or five choices. Now they've decided to use that database of all of us reviewing all these restaurants and hotels, places we've stayed before, places we've gone, things we've been involved in, into a money-making business of home rental. So now it's not just, you can rent cars from them, you can rent hotel rooms from them. 
I usually use them for information. I don't book there directly a lot, which I think that it's kind of part of their problem is that people don't think about using them to complete the purchase. Now they've decided to get into the home rental business. They have about 800,000 listings on their site and they basically go through, well, they have three or four companies. So they have house trip, lettings, flip key. So they do all of these different sites as way to drive traffic through TripAdvisor. So again, are you competing when you're on flip key? Well, you're only competing against those not owned by TripAdvisor, right? So you've got to really look at this and understand that there's less competition than you think. There's more coordination than you realize. And as a result, there's quite a bit of price setting. Now, in my replacement home, because of course, you know, we left the airport because the dog was throwing up and the husband wasn't sleeping. And whenever they're not happy, you know, I'm not happy. So we said, let's get out of this area. And we were heading a little north anyway. We're going to be on Melbourne Beach. So we found a little house on Cocoa Beach and moved up there. But on this house, instead of just booking direct, because it was a last minute booking, I was going for a house that was not rented already. And it was only three or four days notice and we were going to stay for a week. I boldly right out front said, hi, I'm interested in your house. Could you give me a discount on the price seeing as I'm coming next week and you're open? And guess what? I got one. 20%. Don't ask, don't get. Summer traveling is coming along. If one of your goals is to rent a home for this summer, you better get shaken. These houses, at least the good ones, fill up fast. I can't wait for a summer vacation season. I could almost feel the tan until we speak again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.